This BuddyCast is brought to you by Eerie Unknown. If you are hearing things go bump in the night or you're seeing moving shadows, you need to go to Eerie Unknown's Facebook page right now and let them know what's going on. And they'll do a full investigation with all of their investigation tools. Well, the world has still gone nutty, buddy, buddy. Even downright cruddy, buddy, buddy. Wish I missed the past, buddy, buddy. But there's still buddy cast. No, don't be naughty, go meet everybody. Here on buddy cast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Good morning, buddies. Hopefully you've all had your coffee right now and you're ready for another fun episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a very special buddy, a co-worker of mine, a true... A true name in the Erie area, Mr. Tom DeVecchio, meteorologist from Jet24, Fox 66, YourErie.com. How are you doing today, Tom? Doing great, Nick. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Happy to have you on the show and mm-hmm. happy to just catch up like old times, you know? Absolutely. I see you more in this buddy cast than I think we've had uh, while being in the month. We both work here. We both have different shifts. Yes, but that might be changing soon. So oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I won't say anything. Uh, we yeah. won't talk about it. Okay, yep. the boss might be listening. So. Yep. Hey, the boss was on this show before, too, so we're all good. Good, good, good. Good deal. Yes. Good deal. Yes. So, Tom, you're a meteorologist. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to seek a career such as this? Well, Nick, um, as I think you found with most meteorologists, and my cohort, Tom Atkins, uh, will probably tell you the same thing. Uh, I've wanted to be a meteorologist uh, since I was eight years old. Uh, so mm. this is something that's uh, been with me for a very, very long time. And um, it all it all started really when I was reading an article, and I'm a born and raised here in Erie, and I was reading the Erie uh, newspaper about some tornadoes that hit the middle states. The article is only about that long, uh, but I, I was reading it uh, while my dad was finished reading the sports section so I could get to the comics. <laughs> so... Um, so I'm reading it, and uh, I was just fascinated by what these uh, tornadoes had done uh, to the Midwest. All the things you may have heard in school, lifting freight trains and, you know, just devastating uh, towns. And, I mean, obviously I wasn't cool about that, but I was really impressed by the power of those uh, tornadoes. And uh, like they say, the rest is history. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've been kind of a you know, weather nerd since that time and i continue to be one today nice beautiful and that eventually led you to what is now your life career so what um how'd you find the opportunity with jet 24. well it actually found me nick uh, as you know perhaps uh, uh, i was working for the competition i was working at channel 35 that's how i got my start mm-hmm. and uh, you know shout out to uh, my cohort tim earl uh, who was the meteorologist at time at the time at channel 35 uh and i was there i'd worked there about three years i was ready to make the move um there was just no upward mobility you know i was kind of stuck there in the position and i was i mean i had i was ready to make the move i had tapes remember those three quarter inch tapes mm-hmm. <laughs> so we used those 
made a bunch of tapes and I was ready to just send out, a, um, you know, general feelers and resumes to a lot of the, uh, really a lot of the companies and the broadcasts in the Northeast uh, U.S. And then I got a call from a mutual friend uh, in the business who said, um, uh, just out of the blue, said, hey, I hear uh, Jennifer Ankoviak, who did the noon before me, uh, was uh, her husband got transferred to Pittsburgh, so she was moving to Pittsburgh. Uh, so uh, I put a resume in, sent my tape over uh, to Jet, and, uh, you know, that was 29 years ago, and uh, I'm still here today. So uh, that's how I got my start here. Um, I, like, I like small market TV. Uh, I really do. I, I enjoy it here. I, I uh, you know, could I have gone to larger markets, perhaps, um, but uh, I like. I am familiar, and I love the city. Uh, so to get a, a full-time job in in my field in meteorology in Erie, PA, um, I just haven't found anything that would make me want to move. Uh, and at this time in my life, uh, really have no plans on moving. Uh, I may have taken your thunder a bit on the next question there, you know. But, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. So far, uh, yeah. so far, so good, really. That, but that's mm -hmm. how I got here, and that's how I remain here. Mm -hmm. And that was my next question. It's a follow-up question. Besides the weather, what do you love most about Erie, Pennsylvania? Oh, gee, uh, you know, this. I've always said this is a, um, you know, a, a. You get the benefits of what I, I still f think is a small town feel. Uh, but you get all of the amenities of uh, some of the larger cities. Um, I mean, Presque Isle is probably the most obvious uh, amenity that we have. You know, very few places have a Presque Isle. And, um, you know, I really appreciate that. Um, we got a first-class zoo. We have a first-class philharmonic, a very active uh, arts uh, and entertainment. Uh, and... While we did kind of have a slow start here, you know, technology is starting, you know, and the science of technology uh, is also starting to build in. You look at Knowledge Park at Penn State Barron, um, yes. my alma mater, and, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, some of the other local colleges we have, you know, despite all the hits to manufacturing, it's still uh, pretty good here, still pretty vibrant. And uh, so, uh, but, you know, the people here are what make it nice. You know, we're, we're generally friendly people, even when it's 10 below. And, uh, you know, it's it, it really is what kept me here and my, you know, kept my wife and my family here as well. Yes. So now you mentioned it, Erie does have some interesting weather, obviously, as you know, firsthand. Mm -hmm. What's sure. The, what is the most interesting weather you think you've seen throughout your career here in town? Oh, boy, where do I begin? Um, I would say probably at the top of the list, uh, even though I wasn't in TV at the time, would have to be uh, the, uh, we call it the Albion outbreak, but really was the tornado outbreak back on May 31st, 1985. Mm. Uh, at the time, I had just graduated from college uh, when it came in and was actually not, didn't have a job in the field yet, but I was at home at the time that that happened. And, um, you know, I, you read a lot about, you know, people in the Midwest and, you know, what the feel is, you know, the sky has a certain color and the atmosphere has a certain feel to it. Um, and I remember that day quite well. Um, the sky was a was a greenish purplish tinge, which you often hear like in the big tornado outbreaks in the Midwest. Everything was quiet. And uh, the the sky to this, I lived on the lake shore at the time. 
Uh, so I didn't get hit by any of those uh, tornadoes, but the sky was absolute. I mean, we've seen dark skies with storms, but this was absolutely midnight black. And um, you knew something bad was about to happen. And that was about four o'clock in the afternoon. About 15 minutes later, I think every single fire department alarm went off. Now, we didn't have any tornado sirens at the time, but we had uh, mm -hmm. all of the, um, you know, Fairview, Mill Creek, I could hear them all go off and you knew something bad was happening. My weather radio was going off the hook with tornado warning after warning. And um, having seen some of the devastation afterwards, by far uh, the, the the biggest storm, that, that's, that is etched in my mind, even though I wasn't in the media at the time. Mm -hmm. um, since then, though, the, you know, we, we have had, um, you know, most of the rest are, are wintertime storms. Yes. Um, you know, the, the, the first one that I experienced in high school uh, was uh, the uh, blizzard of, it wasn't really a blizzard at the time. That's when they hit Buffalo and really put weather on the map. Um, it was the first time I had ever seen, uh, this back in 76, 77, when uh, Buffalo got hit with, you know, that 30 plus inches of snow. Um, we didn't get anything like that until, as you probably recall, uh, Christmas of 2017. Yes, I remember uh, that day vividly. That one is, uh, I, I have to say, even though it's not, even though it's the most recent one that I can come up with, um, you know, the amount of snowfall that we had, I, I've never seen in Erie. And while um, I don't know if you've ever talked to Tom or I about it, you know, we, we have some uh, difficulty accepting what the weather service finally gave us. I think they gave us 36 inches of snow when uh, we got a lot more than that, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I have never had a, a, a winter event where you know, I, we went to Christmas Eve mass and there wasn't a flake on the ground. I got up the next morning at six and I have two feet in my driveway, shovel that off. And then by the end of the day, I'm shoveling another two feet off of my driveway. Uh, totally unheard of. Um, that's one of those once in a century storms. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, there are many others, you know, and I could go on and on really. But those, those two are the ones that really stick out in my mind uh, from a summer standpoint and, and a winter standpoint for big storms here in Erie. I love the comparison and contrasting, but mm -hmm. I also, you're right. The, the 2017 storm was definitely one. I remember we had people coming over for Christmas. We were mm -hmm. pushing cars left and right, snow plowing. Like you said, you go and you shovel out the driveway only to go two hours later to come back. And it looks like you didn't even, it touch, like it you didn't even touch it and two feet. I mean, there was literally, yeah. you know, that's not an exaggeration. I mean, some of it was drifted. Um, you know, we don't have a snowblower at the house, so it was my son and I, you know, we thank exactly. God we were there, because I probably wouldn't be alive today if I had to do it all myself. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it was um, a, a very unique setup uh, with wind direction and uh, the, the very cold air um, passing over a, a very warm lake water at the time. The setup was perfect. Uh, we get those from time to time, but boy, uh, that was that's the to me the gold standard where that I think future winter storms around here are going to be measured for a long time. Yes, yes. Hey, I always say, you know, you were saying like, thank thank goodness your son was there. Thank goodness I had my family there. If I went out yeah. there by myself, I would need one of those safety flags or something like that. Right. And you probably yeah. still be shoveling to this day, Nick. Probably. <laughs> there probably. was a lot of snow. A lot yes. of snow around.
And I want to ask another follow-up question. Mm -hmm. The tornado situation. You said you weren't working during that day. You didn't have a job. If you were in work that day, let's say you did have your current job right now, what do you think the day would have been like? Oh, chaos. Chaos. Uh, imagine, you know, if, um, you know, if the president had been shot or imagine 9-11. Uh, really, that that would have been our 9-11 uh, meteorologically, meteorological style. Um, we probably would have started the day. Now, uh, I mean, these storms weren't totally unanticipated. We were in uh, actually the, the Storm Prediction Center had what, what was a uh, what was a mo at the time they called it a moderate risk, um, which is which means there's a good chance something's going to happen. So it's not like we expected a sunny, warm day. Uh, we expected storms later in the afternoon. Uh, so I probably would have, uh, I mean, depending on my shift, if I was still on the morning shift, I uh, I would have definitely gone on the air um, and warned people, basically expect some strong storms this afternoon. Some could have been severe. Uh, I probably wouldn't expect an EF4 and EF5 tornadoes, but I would have said, you know, these storms would have the capacity to do tornadoes and we'll keep watch on it. Um, but come, uh, you know, even even the Storm Prediction Center got caught off guard. They didn't issue a watch until four o'clock, and the warning started uh, only 15 minutes later. Usually, they issue a watch a couple hours in advance, and you can kind of look at things and prepare. It's like here came the watch, and bang! Um, and if uh, if you had looked at the satellite pictures, you had nothing, 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 and then. The clouds just mushroomed like a nuclear explosion. I mean, that's really what it is in some sense. Um, so I would have been here, you know, say Tom Atkins and the weekend guy would all have been in. Um, we probably, it would have been chaotic because, you know, we, we would have told the newsroom, hey, the weather doesn't look good, but we wouldn't have put an all hands on deck kind of thing if we had really known what would have happened. But we would have... Um, it would have been a long night. You know, the tornadoes themselves only lasted about 15 minutes, uh, but the aftermath uh, was total devastation, uh, and we would have covered it literally for days. Um, you weren't even allowed in for the after the first 24 hours into Albion, into those places that got hit. I mean, they were flattened, flattened. Wow. Um, uh, so uh, that that would it would very well have been the most chaotic day I think I would have ever had to witness had I been working at the time. Mm -hmm. Hey, you and me would have been best friends that day from the digital department, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, gosh. I mean, you you and I would have probably been 24-7. Um, you know, I'll have my phone. I would have been out doing stuff and like, look at this. It would have been uh, had, you know, had the phones been available again back then in the mid 80s. Uh, yeah, uh, it yes. would have been a long day. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, Erie doesn't just have the, nor the normal four seasons, you know? <laughs> It sure. seems to have the, you know, almost spring, third winter, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. So I got to ask, what's your favorite season when it comes to Erie? Uh, anyone who knows me and has watched the show uh, know that it's autumn. Uh, fall mm -hmm. has always been my favorite season. Uh, even as a kid, I never was a big heat and humidity guy. I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it to 10 below, believe me, um, or, uh, you know, to three feet of snow. Uh, mm -hmm. But the autumn, I love it. I, I, you know, if I had my ultimate weather every day, it would be highs between 65 and 70, nice, cool, 45 to 55 degree lows, uh, and watching the leaves change. Uh, that's my kind of weather. I, I like cool. I like the chill. 
Um, so yeah, autumn by far my favorite season. Mm -hmm. And on top of being a meteorologist, you're also the morning co-host along with Dave Belmondo. Mm -hmm. How much does that show mean to you? Uh, it's big, Nick, you know, um, you know, you, you spend you know, one third of your life here at the station. You can't help but, you know, become friends and family. Um, you know, there, there's not many, you know, a lot of people say, gee, you must have a full cohort. Nope. It's just Dave and I and the cameraman, not in the studio. And it's just us. Um, you know, we have a producer and a director. They're all in the control room, kind of in their own little, little world there. So it's just Dave and I, and, um, uh, it, it is big, you know, one, one of the, one of the, uh, attract, one of the things that attracted me to uh, the media besides being able to give the weather is, uh, my, you know, I have the ability to, uh, uh, to, to inform thousands, if not tens of thousands of people how to prepare for their day. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I take that seriously. I mean, we have fun. I mean, Dave and I have fun. I think you should have fun, particularly on the morning show, you know, the evening show is a little more. Um, you know, stoic and a little more uh, razor cut, you know, hard hitting mm -hmm. but in the morning. Uh, people are getting up, you know, they I mean, you got to give them bad news, unfortunately. But uh, anytime you can lighten the load to get them off their day. Um, it's so nice when people come up to me and uh, a say, hey, love your forecast. You do a great job. You're the most accurate in Erie and so on. But I get equally. Uh, amount of uh, joy when someone comes up and say, I love you and Dave or whoever was the anchor before me, before him. I love how you guys just make my day and make me laugh and you get my day started on the right note. Uh, that hits home. Uh, it really yes. does. So, so it is, uh, it, it's something that I enjoy a lot, uh, but uh, it doesn't escape me the importance of my role in the morning show to help people get their day started on the best foot possible. Mm -hmm. And you and Dave really do play with the motto that I'll work and no play make Jack a dull boy. You're always oh, having fun. You're always, you're always just laughing or finding mm -hmm. something like, oh, look at that. Like, you know, like the featured pet of the day. Look at that cute puppy. How can you say <laughs> no to those eyes? Absolutely. Like and, yeah. uh, you know, like even today we talked with Scott Mitchell. Poor Scott. He has to put up with, with Dave's terrible jokes. Oh, boy. Um, you know, but those... But people love that stuff. I mean, Scott is fantastic as an interview, as you yes. all know. He's probably one of our best uh, interviews on a regular basis that we have. Um, but yeah, and and Dave, you know, he's been here, I think, 18 years. Uh, when I first met him, we hit it off right away. And uh, I knew that, you know, when he anchored, I just knew we were going to have fun. Um, and uh, you know, when, when he became the main anchor, uh, I was ecstatic. And so far, you know, uh, it, it, it's been, it hasn't been disappointing at all. It's everything that I thought it would be with Dave and, uh, we enjoy ourselves, but Dave also, you know, when, when the news is hard hitting, we're, we're serious. Um, yes, yes. when we can lighten the load though, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of it. You know, when to be, you know, when to be the funny two man act and you know, when to be okay, time to batten down the hatch and yeah, 90% of the time, sometimes we, you know, Push the envelope a little bit, you know. Yeah. My wife lets me know when she thinks we put the push the envelope a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, you know, I don't think we've ever gone over the cliff. Uh, we've always uh, had fun, and usually mm -hmm. we realize, okay, we need to move on here. Uh, yeah. We have had an unspoken understanding when it's like, okay, got it. People are done laughing. 
Oh, let's get on with the show. Yep. Let's get on with the show before we get the emails. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or the calls. Or yeah. both in many cases. <laughs> exactly. Now, you mentioned something earlier. You know, people are always commenting how much they appreciate your work, how much they're appreciating. Like, you get the emails saying, like, hey, you made my morning. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a solid example of something, of a time that someone truly appreciated your work and it really meant the world to you? Um, I, I can't think of anything in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times it's, you know, well, it's nice to hear from anybody, but uh, it's special when I hear, you know, particularly from, you know, the elderly um, those who may not be able to get out a whole lot, you know, uh, you can tell like some will come up to me, you know, they're in a cane, you can tell they're, you know, they're, they're having some pain or some discomfort. And, you know, when they, or, or maybe you can just kind of perceive in your conversations that, you know, they may not have a lot of family, not a lot left, or they just don't get out that much. Um, a lot of times you are their only friend, um, you know, Dave and I and what and who they see on TV. So they really do connect with you. And uh, that's when it, that's when it really, I guess, gets special to me. Um, you know, when someone like that, you know, who may not be able to get out that much, who can turn on the TV daily and pretty much, you know, look forward to at least an hour or two of, of enjoyment. Um, that's what, you know, and again, that's what it's all about that, you know, yes, we give them the forecast, we give them the news, but uh, if we're an integral part of their day, um, that's when it becomes extra special to me. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I have an appreciation story for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this or not, but back in the early 2000s, like to, or late 2000s, like 2008, 2009, okay. there, was, there was a program at St. Luke's School. Okay. It, you came to be a guest speaker. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. You came to be a guest speaker to tell us about weather, to tell us about like, you know, all that stuff. I was in said program. So yes. Okay. If, if you were to go back all those years and tell me you and I would be coworkers one day, I would have been, I would have been amazed. So. Yeah. Now, was that with Mr. Bailey by chance? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to give you that quick appreciation post. You know? Okay. Yes, I do remember. It's funny because I know you had sent me some things you want to talk about, and I couldn't. It's once you went to that, I'm like, oh, that's right. Now yeah. I, re I remember. Uh, I don't remember it all, you know, but I do yeah. remember. Um, uh, you know, Mr. Baylor is a fantastic um, uh, moderator, and uh, I'm sure he was a great influence. Um, mm -hmm. Just, just FYI, if I may, dive, you know diverge just a second here Mike Bailey as you you may know may not that he's a master gardener mm -hmm. and um he uh, my daughter just became a master gardener uh just uh just in the past month and uh, we work closely with Mike Bailey uh at uh, some of the uh, gardens around the city so um and Mike you know reminds me at the time because I first met him uh out, out at St. Luke and here we are like you said you know 15 16, 17 years later, and mm -hmm. we connect again. And it's all that's nice to hear. It's yes. nice to hear, you know, I'm connecting with someone from the past uh, with you and with him uh, as well. And my daughter gets to enjoy that connection as well. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Now, buddy, I have two questions left for sure. you. Mm -hmm. Number one, we ask this, to, we ask these questions to all of our buddies that come on the show. First off, you're not a mm -hmm. guest, you're a buddy. Right. Okay. 
So my buddy Jonas Kane from Hashtag Positivity wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Uh, someone's buddy is is someone that um, you know you can you can relate to, someone you can chat with, someone who can be a friend, someone who can lift you up when you're down, uh, who can you know console you when you're down, make you laugh when you're up, you know celebrate with you. Uh, on the uptimes, help you out when you on your downtimes, and uh, someone who will always be there. They'll always be there, or they'll make their best attempt to be there whenever you are in need. Uh, that to me is a buddy. Yes, and that I'm is. fortunate to, to have many people like that in my life. Yes, that is a true buddy. Always mm -hmm. there for you, no matter what. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And now, buddy, it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Okay. But if you're ready for this, what is your advice to anyone out there who, like you when you were a kid, dreams <laughs> of being a meteorologist? Well, things, Nick, have changed so much um, since I got into the field, um, which was, uh, you know, 35 years ago. Um, and I don't mean just in the, in the media field. Obviously, technology has played a big, a big role. Uh, but uh, even in the meteorology field, boy, I wish we had some of the toys now that we had back then. It would have made forecasting a lot easier. Um, in, in today's, you know, back when I was first starting, um, there weren't a lot, you know, the only thing you really had was media forecasting, mm -hmm. weather service, and maybe a couple of uh, private forecasting firms. Uh, there wasn't a lot. Uh, I mean, yeah, we were aware of you know, some of the other environmental issues, pollution, acid rain, um, global warming really wasn't a term used much back uh, back in the early mid 80s. Um, but now there is so much more opportunity um, beyond those, you know, media, the weather service. And in fact, uh, you know, both of them, uh, unfortunately, are, are cutting back uh, for whatever reason while other areas like environmental meteorology have made some great gains. Um, and, uh, you know, it, environment's big, it's been big, uh, and it's come to the forefront, particularly now when you think about all the events with, uh, with the war and, and the oil prices, it always comes back to environmental, you know, and, and the impacts that either producing more oil um, and, and that kind of deal uh, we need people there to really study um, even global warming. You know, we know carbon dioxide uh, allows temperatures to stay high, but what's the upper limit? Um, is, you know, will they continue to go up? What will happen? You know, we need, we need people, uh, wonderful people and brains, you know, to help fine tune and really hone in on what to expect uh, in, in our uh, changing world of, of, of the climate and the weather patterns. So uh, I would encourage anyone who wants to go in, you know, and who who loves that kind of, you know, data sets and looking at data to go into that field. Uh, but we'll always need um, people like myself. We'll always need people. Maybe it won't be as much on TV, you know, it'll be more like what we're doing now, yeah. um, you know, in the media field, uh, in, the, um, in the digital field, rather. Um, we're always going to need people um, I mean, yes, a lot of people, you know, they use their phones and they get the weather app on their phone and so on and so on. My wife does the same thing. Okay. I'm like, honey, you're married to a meteorologist. I can give you the forecast anytime you want. 
<laughs> well, according to my weather app here, it's going to rain at four o'clock in the afternoon. And then I say, no, it won't. And it doesn't rain, you know, so <laughs> um, I, there, there's always, you know, technology is great, but we're always going to need people to portray that information to you. Um, I really think that's the case that, you know, the medium that it's done is going to change, but there'll always uh, be a need to take something that's complicated as atmospheric physics and put it into a form that the general public can understand. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's what I do basically day in and day out. Take these complicated um, situations and atmospheric chaos and try to put it into something that's palatable and non-chaotic. Uh, for the general public to, uh, to, you know, to understand and to utilize in their daily lives. So, um, you know, stick with it. There's a lot more opportunity out there. Um, there's, uh, and if you're in Pennsylvania, Penn State, I mean, it's my alma mater, so I'm kind of, you know, I kind of lean that way. But it's also mm -hmm. in state, so the tuition's a little cheaper. Uh, <laughs> but it's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great place. It's a, you get a great education there. Um, uh, very well-rounded, uh, and you can go into almost anything in meteorology once you get your degree there. Uh, but go for it. Go for it. You know, if you want to be a weather nerd, go for it. All right. I love that answer. Go for it. I love the part about you being you being married, and yet your wife still checks the app, you know? Oh, like yeah. My wife doesn't wait. <laughs> I'm a non-entity in my own house half the time when it comes to weather. Uh, you know, I say it's going to rain in the afternoon and I still get a shocked look from my kids. Was it supposed to rain this afternoon? Yes. We talked about this yesterday, twice and three times this morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such is the life of a meteorologist, Nick. But I still love it and I have no regrets for mm -hmm. taking this career path. Yes, absolutely. And you are one fantastic meteorologist. So thank you for Appreciate everything it. that thank you, you do. Thank you so much. And thank you for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. It was a true joy catching up with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm happy to work with you. I'm happy. Like I said, if you were to go back and tell that seventh grader all those years ago, <laughs> that's going to be a coworker one day. Yeah. You know? uh, hey, I'm glad to hear it. It's great work with you as well, Nick. Uh, a lot mm -hmm. of fun. You've all, you know, whenever we need something posted, uh, again, like a buddy, uh, you don't say, well, maybe later. You say, got it. going to do it. Um, yep. So, uh, again, that's what buddies are for, and I appreciate mm -hmm. the help that you do, and it's great working with you, and, and really uh, most, of, you know, just most if not all the people here at the station. Yes, absolutely. A shout-out to Jet24, Fox66, your eerie.com. Mm -hmm. But, buddy, before we end this episode, I have one huge favor to ask you today. Okay. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, this month, this week, this year, just go be someone's buddy. Okay. Absolutely. You got it. Sounds great. Sounds great. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy Tom DeVecchio. Please tune in to Jet 24 in the morning. You'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah. This is where you can get your weather. I'm your host, mm -hmm. Nick Sorensen, and we'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite show, Buddy Cast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. 
And here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.